What a pleasure to say good morning to Deb Hutton. She's in for Jerry Agar today, but she's also on the morning brief, so uh, we get a double treat. Nice to see you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's so nice to be here and do this in person. It is. I know. I'm still getting used to actually having people in the studio from time to time. <laughs> you have to look at us, John. Yeah. Well, you know what? It always, <laughs> when doing the roundtable, it made it so easy to be able to point at people, hold up my hand like, no, no, we're done with this topic, all that stuff. On Zoom, There's. it's always, I, I compare it to talking to grandma in England. It's like, no, you go. No. Okay. Are you done? Okay. Um, Toronto area high school students staging some walkouts yesterday over Palestine. In the springtime, we always find some cause to hang our hat on and the kids walk out of school and I always doubt their sincerity. In this case, I'd prefer they not actually abandon their studies for the day, but there seemed to be a lot of uh, committed protesters yesterday. Yeah, I think for sure. And, and you have to applaud regardless of their cause. I think you have to applaud them doing it. The big thing for me is just do it peacefully, do mm -hmm. it safely, uh, because, I mean, the, the vibrance of youth can go badly awry. And also, you know, this is why uh, Jewish people and Muslims are young people are very tense these days because you go to school and you never know if something's all of a sudden going to blow up into some kind of a conflict. I checked in on good friends of ours who are actively involved in the Jewish community and uh, their kids are six and eight, heavy security at their school. And uh, she is involved with one of the Jewish organizations in, in the country and has full time security. And that, uh, like, just, I, you know, I knew I knew they would be feeling it. I see their, their social media posts, and I was just yeah. checking in. But it really hit me to know, you know, my friend who, who does sort of activism in the Jewish community for a living and is fantastic at it has to have security and that they're afraid for their young children. No, it's a, a difficult time, I have to say. I mean, um, my friend David, who's in the Jewish community, because uh, he's one of the, I don't know if you can say he's a Jewish community leader, but he's fairly prominent. And he got all mad by about something somebody said on my show. And so he sent me an angry text. And then he sent me a text uh, about two hours later and said, why aren't you answering me? And so finally I did. And we seem to have patched it up. But I just thought, oh, great. Do we have to have a debate about Israel-Palestine now when we just would like to go walk our dogs? Yeah, it's, but, you know, you can't help but feel so passionately about this issue. Um, Marit Stiles, this scandal mm -hmm. ain't going away. I don't know. Do you think it's going to be her undoing? As a conservative, it's the gift that <laughs> keeps on it, giving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, I sure hope not. I actually think, and I don't say that as a partisan, I actually think she is, I, I thought she was very good, a very good choice for the NDP. Uh, I always believed, I had her on uh, the show, I think it was when I was filling in for Vashi when she first became leader, just before maybe Vashi came on. And I said, how do you intend to bridge sort of what I would call the downtown Toronto activism with the, the more um, traditional NDP labor routes, quite often blue collar routes? that sort of thing, because that's a tough one. And she does come from the urban core here in, in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and I think that a little bit of that is what you're seeing. The the truly, you know, new activist community of, of social justice warriors bumping up against the broader NDP sort of base. And uh, it, it's a tough one, but it's, it's a tough one for any leader for the NDP. And uh, I think she made the right call in getting rid of JAMA and... I, I, she's got to hang tough, in my view. 
It's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward, because I think some people were surprised at the statements that came out of these two riding associations, especially JAMA's, because the assumption amongst many would be, well, you know, the, the leader did the right thing, and JAMA's a radical, and her constituents must be embarrassed. Not at all. That's exactly what they want. Well, but keep in MPP. mind, the riding association, uh, JAMA's riding association, will be JAMA's riding association. She she will have put to that together. I understand she's actually quite a good organizer. That's how she gained the profile she did in the Hamilton community. So those people are her people. And I would say probably the same thing in Kitchener Center. And keep in mind, that's the other MPP who stepped down because childcare just was too surprisingly expensive. Uh, yeah, that was something Odd. else. Because yeah. we were only, what, we were less than a year. We were just a little bit over a year in, yeah. I think. She said, you know, I can't afford this anymore. No, exactly. So that's also her riding association. So those two of the entire province don't surprise me, John. The cost of protecting the prime minister has shot up more than $30 million a year. Now, when you dig into the figures, it's uh, it's an, it's more compelling and or it's less compelling an outrage. One of the problems for Justin Trudeau in particular is he's been threatened. We're living in difficult times where there's a lot more tension. Uh, he's had rocks thrown at him. Currently, I guess you have to have extra security detail for his soon-to-be ex-wife. Um, I don't usually begrudge the prime minister their uh, cost of being protected because it's not even decided by the prime minister or the PMO. Nor should it be, nor should it be decided by us. Um, there definitely has to be some sort of oversight for the RCMP or in, in uh, the case of Premier Ford, the OPP who, who does his duty. But how many people, how much it costs, those shouldn't be public figures in my view. Who they're protecting, whether they're protecting Sophie for the next six months or six years or what, you know, whatever that is, those are, in my view, on the ground decisions about safety and preemptive uh, security. And I just, it's the one thing as a, as a real fiscal person, it's the one thing that, as you say, I don't begrudge. And I, as I said, I also don't think we should know. You know, they talked about the fact that it's, it shot up under Harper. Well, keep in mind, Harper and Trudeau, young kids, yeah. active family. So it doesn't surprise me that it would cost more money when you've got a, a younger generation um, in, in uh, I was going to say 24 Sussex, but wherever they are these days, but in Parliament. Okay, curious about your thoughts because you have always been a, a shrewd analyst and strategist. There's an interesting column in the Globe and Mail today that suggests that Justin Trudeau's on the bubble, I guess we would say, is, which is what you say about a sitcom that's about to be cancelled. <laughs> and the problem is he may have shot past the time where he could resign and create the runway for a new leader, or they're stuck with him and they're going to drown. So uh, I don't put a lot of stock in timing anymore since Doug Ford replaced uh, Patrick Brown and won an election in the period of four months, basically. So, you know, the notion of time frames, I think, are shot after that. I have been of the view that he should ride this out. I think they are so far past their prime. Is that because you want him to No, but, I, but, but I, again, trying to be, you know, a, yeah. a little bit objective here, I... I just think that the overwhelming time for change is that it is overwhelming. And so I don't see anyone that could come in and represent change a la, you know, Kathleen Wynne, Dalton McGinty. I just don't see that right now. So I would say ride it out. Hope he maybe, you know, pulls off a miracle if you're a liberal in the next election and then start 
the slate clean. Almost no time left on the clock, but I did want to ask you about this Buffy St. Marie story. At the very least, I mean, this is a, an expose being done on W5, and they insist that she might not be indigenous. And I just think she's in her 80s. She's had this storied career. She's a wonderful and dignified woman. Why bother? You know, she was, for me growing up and the whole Sesame Street and everything, she was the embodiment of a successful Indigenous woman and, and you know, a name I knew growing up. I, I think this is, is really nasty stuff. I really do. We'll get into greater detail in the next half hour uh, about this because it's a really complicated trajectory that she has been through in her life. The idea that she's been pretending is uh, is a bit spurious. It's 6.30. Deb Hutton's going to be back on the Jerry Agar show today from 10 to noon. 